everyone. Thanks again for tuning to Sin's Workshop. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. Today we are going to be discussing Brightly Burning by Alexa Dunn. This is a sci-fi retelling of the classic Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte that takes readers to Earth's orbit as we follow Stella while she becomes the governess on the mysterious ship the Rochester. Personally, I love this book. I love gothic lit. And Jane Eyre may be a romance, but it is a gothic romance. Um, Jane Eyre, Wuthering Heights, those are two of my, you know, pretty much anything by the Bronte sisters. I love the Bronte sisters. <laughs> I'm more of a Bronte person than an Austin person. <laughs> but I really do love what Don, what, um, Don has done with this story as well. You know, we're following... Stella, and she works as an engineer on a failing ship, and really, she wants nothing more than to get off the ship, because she knows it's going to be decommissioned soon. It's falling apart, the gravity stabilizers keep breaking, she's like, this ship is going to be one of the next ones decommissioned to be sent back to Earth, and we don't know if this ice age is over yet, so she wants to get away from this death sentence of a ship. She needs to get away, and more importantly, she hates being an engineer. It doesn't matter that she's good at it. She loves teaching. So, when she sends out her resume and the Rochester accepts her position as a governess, she snatches it up. But boy, becoming a governess on the Rochester was more came with way more baggage than she intended. If you're familiar with the tale of Jane Eyre, you kind of already know. She meets Hugo Fairfax, and before you think that there's going to be an age gap here, he's only a couple years older than her. Uh, I think he's only two or three years older than her. And no, we are not dealing with an angry <clears throat> wife that he keeps locked up in the attic. Instead, we are dealing with a mentally insane mother who was unfortunately experimented on. So her madness isn't wholly her fault. I love the plot twist in this story. Let me start there. I think the plot twists make this story very inventive and very captivating. Again, I love the story of Jane Eyre, so I already knew where the story was going, but I didn't know how it was going to unfold. So I was engaged. I was drawn in by the mystery of how is the story going to unfold to give me that retelling of Jane Eyre, the whole reason why I'm reading this story. And I loved watching it unfold. I liked the mystery. I liked the eeriness. This is also pretty gothic itself, um, I think. I think you could classify this as a gothic space opera, if I'm being perfectly honest. I certainly would, so I am. It's a gothic space opera. I think that me makes it pretty unique as far as retellings go. I really did love those plot twists in the storytelling. I love the cast of characters that live on the Rochester. They really are a strong family unit. And I like that Stella is aware enough to be like, you're all hiding something from me, and I don't know if I should be scared or not. I don't know if, if I'm if I should trust any of you. Because, of course, they're all hiding the secret of Hugo's mother. Now, Hugo and Stella, they're so cute together. They are both book nerds. In fact, he has a collection 
of actual physical books on his ships. So when Earth was going into the Ice Age, his ship was one of the ones that was selected due to money and prestige um, that was going to collect the classic, you know, books, you know, literature, and hold them in an environmentally safe room for safekeeping in case, you know, the books got destroyed in the libraries, at least the physical copies. So he holds on his ship actual physical books that she can read without having to read them on a tablet. And oh my God, does she nerd out. <laughs> there is a Hermione reference. The books that she reads, I'm pretty sure she reads um, within Reach, the Everest story. She's reading a whole lot of books, and I'm here for it, especially with all the nerdy references. I'm like, oh, I've read that one. Oh, haven't read that book yet. But if you are a book nerd and you read a lot, you're going to appreciate how nerdy Stella is and all her book references. I mean, the Hermione mention was just hands down. It was smooth. It was fluid. came out of nowhere, but it, flit, it fit in the plot line so perfectly. I was like, okay, I am here for this. And that's how they bond. They bond over reading. And who, who can't love that? And I love that they are both, you know, an age-appropriate couple. <laughs> they are an age-appropriate couple. And his only baggage is he was saddled with a lot of responsibility at such a young age that now that he's 18, 19, he's a bit of an alcoholic. It's kind of terrible. He has so much stress, so he just drinks a lot. And it's just like, oh, dude, you really need to talk. But he can't. He has no one to talk to. You know, no one is allowed to know that his mother is alive, considering what she did. I can't tell you what she did, because then that's a major spoiler for the plot. But it's a lot of responsibility, taking care of his sick mother and then also having to take care of his little sister. So there's a lot of complexity that goes into their characterization that does lend to building up a really good dynamic between the two characters. And when more plot twists are thrown in that separate them, because of course they do have to get separated before they find their ways back to each other, it's incredible because it allows Stella to really grow as a character and it allows her to kind of break out of that mold um, of Jane Eyre and become her really own person in this story. And I love when authors do this. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to do a retelling. I'm going to use these characters as molds, but I'm going to have my own characters break out of the molds and become something else. And I love that because you're still within the tone of a retelling and you're still kind of being faithful to the original piece of work while also giving it your own life. And I really love that. Alexa Dunn was able to do that with Jane Eyre. This is hands down easily one of my favorite retellings that I've read this year and I'm really happy that I've read it and I'm really mad at myself that it's been sitting on my um, shelf for so long. So I'm going to go ahead and give this book four and a half out of five stars. It really was such an incredible look, book, sorry, um, and I highly recommend it. So if you want to go ahead and purchase it yourself, check it out for yourself. I will, of course, include links in the description of the podcast. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me here by liking this podcast, subscribing to the channel, and sharing, sharing it with all your book-loving friends. 
You can also become a supporter on Buy Me Coffee, Kofi, Patreon, by purchasing one of my handmade candles or by following any of my social media platforms. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.